Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter and to this uh, lockdown three edition when I'm back with uh, Stevie and Rich again and we're just going to chew the fat over a few things. Well, I suppose we're going to start off with you, Richard, because you've got something to say about under-10 football. Yes, um, it was it was mentioned in one of the um, podcasts, I think Lloyd was mentioning, about under-10s. And it, it takes you back to a story years ago, because I think you mentioned, Tony, about the, the, the rule at a goal kick where the the opposition team have got a, uh, got a retreat into their own half around about under-10s. Now, funnily enough, that came in the sort of first season when Archie started playing under 10 football sort of thing. So it was a little bit confusing at the time. But interestingly, we, we actually found out that in Holland, how they, up to about sort of under 12s at that time, how they picked their teams to play, that they actually put all the names in the hats and then drew them out. And so if Johnny was drawn out at right back, he had to play the right back. And if, you know, uh, if someone was drawn out at centre half, they had to play centre half. And they did that every game. So basically, all the all the squad got used to playing in different positions. So, so what happened was, was that, funny enough, Archie's team got to the cup final that year against Ashford A, and Ashford A were the, the well beaters. They beat everyone by double figures. We got to the cup final with his team, but the week before we played Ashford B, who were top of the table in Division Two, which division that Archie's team was in, Tankerton. Now. What we did, what we did as a sort of coaching unit, we actually swapped all the players around because the Ashford A coaches were that serious at winning this under tens cup. They came down and took notes. So what we did, we put all the players in all different positions just to confuse them. Anyway, we won. We won the game four one, which was a bit of a turn up. We then got to the final where Ashford turned up on a coach, all in suits. So they're talking under ten kids here. All these under ten kids, all their suits, ties. And it was like they walked on to deal football pitch as though it was like the FA Cup final. Remember they used to walk on with their suits and inspect the pitch? Yeah. yeah? And they were sort of mucking about having a bit of a kick around. Anyway, cut a long story short, they beat us 10-0. They absolutely thrashed us, yeah? <laughs> because we actually went back. We went back to the original sort of lineup. We did actually, funny enough, we did actually at the end of it, the... Um, the, the woman the woman who, who I think Denise Richard, Richmond run run yeah. the East Kent League I think she yes. was involved somewhere she said to us you know look, look, look that she said look you really enjoyed yourself there's a load of food in there go and eat all the food before Ashford had it so while they were popping their champagne corks outside our kids cleaned up on the food so when Ashford went to get the food there weren't none left so it was quite tough with that but the moral the moral of the story was going back what they did in Holland is getting people to play in different positions. Archie, Archie was a centre forward or a winger then days. Now he's playing under 18s. He plays right back. A lad called Will Moses, who is on the books at Dover, who Lloyd rates very highly, he was a forward. He is now centre half. So the thing was, was that if you go back to what they did in Holland, it's quite a good idea, really, getting all the kids to play in different positions at an early age just to see where they where they play or what could be their best so they get used to position. That's true. I don't know what you think, Steve, you know? Yeah. I mean, just because you're playing in a position when you're age 10, that doesn't mean when you become an adult that you're going to be, that's going to be your best position, is it? It's, you know, once you've matured and grown, you can't tell at that age whether you're going to be a centre-back, whether you're going to be a striker. 
Some makes sense to get, just, gain, gain, a, gain an understanding of um, the different positions, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Kick with the left foot, right foot, so you're playing left back, right wing. So you, you and them kids in Holland would have been brought through to play in all in different positions, you know, and, and and get to use both feet and get to no positional places. You know what it's like when kids are eight years old; they all want to play up front, or you know, no one wants to play centre half, do they? And and the coaches might bend over and say, "Well, okay, we don't want to lose little Johnny. Let's play him up front every week," you know. So you end up you don't know where their best positions are, you know. No, that's true. But it's quite interesting with that rule they had. Where they all had to retreat, so basically the goalkeeper had to play the ball out. Yes. From from the back, it didn't mm-hmm. quite work that way. It didn't quite work that way because all, all the goalkeeper done was just loop it upfield, like so, because everyone was in the other half. So, <laughs> well, we one or two yeah. people I've spoken to that are in coaching at this this age now say, or, or are saying that we are due a golden era of young footballers because of the way that they're being coached now. Because they think that where this is now concentrating on retaining the ball, pa- passing the ball, instead of doing what you just said, lumping it forward, when they do develop into footballers, because this is all about kids of uh, you know six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, they reckon that yeah. it's in- being ingrained in them by then, and uh, we're in for a golden era. Well, may well be. Well, as long as they're at Whitstable Town, right? So, so it's so. What was that, Rick? It, it's, it's good to see them actually, you know, that Steve. I mean, it's good to see the kids, like, you know, when, they, when they're young, they're like bees around a honeypot, aren't they? So they all, they all chase around, all chase after the ball, but they're, they're getting to that stage now where they're actually making them play play the ball more, you know what I mean? At yeah. the level, you know? Right, okay. That's good. Thank you for bringing that up, Rich. Um, that is an interesting uh, subject, actually, and one that we shouldn't just gloss over because it's... Uh, it's the kids' future, isn't it? I mean, you're at the sharp end. You've got a youngster that's grown up through that, so you can see the benefits of it, and maybe the foot pit, pitfalls as well. Right tonight, we've decided that we're each of us going to choose our team of from the Ishmael leagues. Right, I'd, I'd like to start off by giving you my my formation for attack, and then my formation for defence. When my formation attacks. We're going five, two, three. When we defend, we're dropping into three, five, three. Richard's nearly falling off his. Oh, I was going to say the chair, but he's laying on the bed. I think you're playing too much fantasy football here, Tony. I think, I think you've been on that championship. No, no, on, a, on, no, on. Because of the players I've picked, I needed to make you aware of that. Can I start off right. and I'll just, I'll just run through the goalkeepers that I think. I've only got three, but there's others that I could have bought in, right? And they're all and they're all, and they're all playing at centre forward, are they? So. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm switching the. T- I'll just turn the table around later on. Right, I'm going to mention a goalkeeper who doesn't qualify, but if he was in my Whitstable Town best eleven of all time, I think he'd probably get a start. That's Kevin Hudson. Do you remember seeing Kevin Hudson? Any of you guys? Ex Maidstone, big lad. No. Big lads. When did he play for Whitstable? Uh, before, oh, I, I can't give you the exact date, but probably when I first started watching them, 20-odd years ago. And, so sort of uh, late 90s, was that? Yeah, I would say so. And yeah. he was um, he joined us from Maidstone, and what a keeper. Good shot stopper, tall, he's probably 6'1", something like that, and big with it, but not big and portly, just big frame. However, with our keepers today, 
I have gone for one of the following, and I've yet to decide, from Lee Hook, Kevin Fuel, or Dan Eason. And I reckon the goalkeeping position is probably going to be the easiest one for us all to choose this evening. Okay, so that's mine. Stevie, what's yours for the goalkeepers? Uh, I had a choice of Dan Eason and Kevin Fuel for me. Sound. Yeah. I think uh, I think the goalkeeper will walk into place. I think there's only one really, but you might disagree. Go on, say no. We don't like Dan, Dan Eason is my number one. Dan Eason is your number one. Okay. That, yeah. That's, I've that's got three people one. that would walk into my team. And they go straight on the sheet and Dan without any football. Okay. And he's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you put that down. You? Rich, what's your? Right. I agree. I agree. I agree with Dan Eason, and I also had Kevin Fuel. The other fellow I had in there was Luke Watkins. Oh, yeah, yeah good shout. No, it's nothing. Still yeah, there. Good shout. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, when, when he when he played with us un, under under the Bullies, you know, I just remember one particular game he had against Herne Bay where he was absolutely superb, and I think he drew nil nil. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a decent decent keeper. I, just, I think he got a bit treat, treated a bit badly when he left, you know, but there we go. I, I agree with you there. I think Dan Easton, for me, would be the number one. Yeah. Okay, well done. Right, Steve, do you want to throw some centre backs and wing backs at me? Or if you want to just do centre backs first, I don't mind winning. Um, yeah, I mean, centre backs, you know, obviously Tom Bryant has been a great servant and, and a great player. You know, obviously two of the seasons were in the scaffold, which we're not counting. So, um, yeah, him. Lawrence Harvey was always a favourite when he was with us. I thought he was um, class. I was disappointed when he, when he went. But, me too, um, me too, very much so. So be it. Ollie Gray, I've always liked. So with my um, the first couple of seasons back in the the Ishmian, I'm I'm not really that au fait with the team. I I didn't watch very much then. That was just when I was coming back into watching Whitstable. So my players tend to be a little later. But um, I mean Sam Denley, I liked. Yeah. When he was in the team, he doesn't make me eleven, but um, he was always wholehearted. On there, Rob Gilman. Though again, his main time with us was in the scaffold. Who else would we have in there? Stuart West. I mean, he, well, he could play anywhere, Stuart. So Stuart could play anywhere. Yeah, I actually go along with almost every one you said because I've got Rob Gilman, Tom Bryan, and I put an asterisk alongside Tom Bryan. But he, he just went off the boil slightly. But that will not hinder me putting him in the side for one of the things. No. And the other one is Lawrence Harvey. I thought he was outstanding. Really. Actually, good. another one that I just thought of the top of my head that um, in the centre back, Steve Lloyd. Lloydy, yeah. I always yeah. like Lloydy. He's always got a lot wholehearted. Of time for Lloydy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wholehearted. He, that's what you want in that position. You want the sort of guy who's going to yeah. throw his body on the line and doesn't matter what he puts in the way. I agree with you. Stephen Lloyd's a good shout. I like that. Okay, Richard, what about you? You know what I like about Steve Lloyd? I mean, Steve Lloyd, you know, he give you everything. And I, I can remember when he, he got drummed out of the club down there, oh, they, they dropped him, yeah, and he turned up for pre-season training the following year. I was, I was down there. He turned up and everything. everyone thought, oh, what's he doing coming back? But he, he trained and he got himself back in that team. That's Stephen Lloyd. Good old hearted. Well, <laughs> well my, my centre-backs, I mean, yeah, I've gone along with um, Tom Bryant and Ron Gil, Rob Gilman, like I say. Just a couple there. It's Ollie Rowe, I think, who's side now. I think he's an absolutely superb centre-half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. For, the, for the, the new generation as such. And a, a, an older guy there, Peter Hawkins. Do you remember Peter Hawkins? Yes, I do, vaguely, but not uh, 
Yeah, he was round, he was there round about the um the when when um, Southall was in charge. As for fullback, um, Gary Sow, you, you know, again, Gary Sow, he, he was there for years, wasn't he? And a real good servant to the club. Two hundred and sixty games he played for us. There you go. There you go. How many, and, how many has he played for Hunt Bay as well? He's got to be in the five hundred. Uh, and the fellow at left back who was a very good left back. I can't remember if he played in, in the Eastman League or not that time, but he might have not done. Was Danny Tipple? Yeah, yeah Danny Tipple. Yeah, good call. Good call. Really, really good left back, you know. But um, yeah, looking at those, but I must admit, yeah, Gil- Gilman Bryant, two good sort of like solid, solid centre halves, aren't they? Really, you know. And you got someone like somebody like the Ollie Rowe who would supplement, who's got a bit of bit about him as well. All right. Well, I, I've got a few to throw into the hat as well for my other defenders. They're not necessarily left backs or right backs because I'm overloaded with midfielders, so I've moved, I've moved some <laughs> of them back. Right, okay. <laughs> Gary Sayer and Jake McKenzie, they're like toss a coin for me. But I would say probably Gary Sayer. Although Gary's at the mm-hmm. twilight of his career now and Jake's still got a way to go. <laughs> also John Walker, little Johnny Walker. Yeah. Make great energy on him getting up and down. And here's a couple I've put in that aren't necessarily in that position, but have played there. Bruce Crimmon Reese Crimmon, Tom Mile Mills, mm-hmm. and Luke Gert. So that's my back stalwart line and then I've got a pretty packed um, midfield I've got to say so Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited that is that is left field I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Gertie as one of your um yeah there you go your back. <laughs> I, I thought you might as well go with Billy Cobb then uh, for a second there, so, <laughs> but I think I've got a, I think I've got a few good ones in midfield so go on then Steve give us your uh, midfielder or your We'll finish off your defence first. Um, yeah, I'll give you one other um, player that I really liked. I think he was only with us for a couple of seasons when he was young. Gareth Cornhill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, lo- I thought he was really good. I think he moved on to Ramsgate. He was always good. I, I think part, part, part of the deal was he had driving lessons and a fish and chip supper, wasn't it? I think the walls up there. I think that was true. I, I seriously think they, they bought him driving lessons and offered him a fish and chip supper. Part of the deal. <laughs> Quite more than likely, but uh, I mean, if you want to start midfield, I'll put one of one of my other. I said Dan Eason walks into my side. I had three in midfield. Scott Hurd, without doubt, is within the in the team. Others, player that only played one season, but really liked, and I've liked when I've seen him since. Although he's had injury problems, is Sam Buick. Yes, Sam Buick's a good call. I think he only played the season when we got relegated, which was a dire season. But he was the one shining light. I think he was captain in that season. But, well, you've, got um, two, yeah, you've got two of mine in there so far, so carry on. Hey, I'm a little biased on this one. It's a current player who I think, as long as he stays with us, we'll see uh, some really good things. TJ. Yeah. I really like TJ. Got TJ in there as well. Hey, we all have a, I must be right. <laughs> yeah, this is coming on good. I like this. And uh, James Morrish. Yeah, got that as well. <laughs> I like, I like. I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing because you've I've written down five five midfielders here, and you've just said four of them. <laughs> well, I've actually got more. I've actually got more. Have you, have you finished there, Stevie? Yeah, I think that's basically my midfield. I mean, there's a few others that um are in my uh, my twenty man subs bench. <laughs> I must have. I've got ten in the midfield. I think at least. Bear in mind the formation I wanted to play. I want you know when I'm defending, I want five in midfield. So. They've got to be good. It's, so here it's we go. Not, it's, not, 
It's not rugby. It's not rugby union, Tone. Just thought, you know, mate, you know. Here we go. Right. What we didn't, what we didn't realise, Tone, is that you're playing both those formations at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Actually, got twenty players on the pitch. Here we go. Then. Just as you said, Scott Hurd, Sam Buick, uh, Moorish, TJ, Craig Cloak. Great, great, great in midfield. Great anywhere, anywhere in the back. Michael Everett. Gotta love Michael no. Everett in there. Yeah, great yeah. player. Liam King, I've put Ollie Rowe in midfield for you. Joe Kennett, another committed player. Charlie Smith, <laughs> you that? Gotta, gotta love Charlie in it. Ian Cox and James Brown, current player James Brown. Is your midfield full of defenders and attackers? Yes. <laughs> no, I did say to you about my, didn't I say my formation? We're attacking with five, two, three. We're defending with three, five, three. It's got to be a fluid game. You can't have this formation. I want two or three lads up, up the sides. They've got to work like Trojans. Okay. I'm, in, I'm impressed that it's not rigid. That you, you, it's, it's not flexible. rigid. It's def definitely not rigid. So, Richard, do you want to start off with your, with your uh, attackers then? Your, your forward line? Uh, yeah, I'll just, add, I'll just add to my midfield. I will add in there um, uh, Luke Gertz. I think he... Like I think he's playing as a, a defensive midfielder. I think he'll play a really good part there, you know. But my, mine was the same as yours, really, with TJ Scotty Heard, yeah. James Morris, and, yeah. and uh, Sam. That was basically mine. I just need but to show forward... you because I don't want you to think I'm cheating. And I have actually, I have actually written every one that you said. Yeah. They're all down there. All right. Your forwards. Forwards. I am going to go. My two forwards would be. Ian Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's my fave, Ian, Ian Pullman. He was, and, he was uh, third of my students, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Stuart King. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, the thing is, Pulley, when he played, he had a fantastic relationship with Dave Corey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would like to think that if Pulley played, you would, you would put Corey alongside him, yeah? yeah. Um, if you wanted, if you wanted a collection of yellow and red red cards, then obviously Lloyd Blackman's your man up front. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can always remember that sending off against East all the way. <laughs> I can't remember what he called the linesman. Yeah, but there we go. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, you think of some of the players that have actually come on and gone on. John John Akindi, he was seventeen when he played Russ. Yes, he was. Look very, look very, very good. And he, he's doing, he's at Gillingham there, isn't he? John Akindi. Yeah, he's at Gillingham. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're me sort of the immediate ones I can think of. I mean, like Ira Jackson's another one who, who had a bit spilled yeah. up. He's moved on to higher things, hasn't he? But um, the only other one would be, but I don't know if he played, he, he might have played the first season, was uh, Andy Cunstall. Did Andy Cunstall play in the first season? Yes. I mean, yeah. to me, Andy Cunstall, I would, I, I would watch Andy Cunstall and he, and he never done nothing. He's just stood there. And then yeah. you look at the end of the season, he scored, he scored 24 goals, yeah. you know? And I think, you know, the guy's... It, oh, look at him. What's he doing there? He's standing around there and he's suddenly bang, bang, bang. He, he's got the ball in the back of the neck. Oh, no. So, and my, my favourite ever all time striker is Steve Marshall, but I'm not sure if he did actually play at this level or not. He did. You know? he, played, he played the first season. He did play in that, yeah. yeah. When I was looking back, I saw that his name was there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've got lots of forwards. You know, you, you pick and choose from. I mean, I mean, if you're going to play two together, I would probably say Ian Portman and Dave Corey, purely because they had a really good working relationship right do you want me to throw mine in first stevie and you can have the yeah, glory go going last all right okay, okay. okay. well so, so let's only do he's only, he's only got one 
five. No, they're all playing in midfield, his strikers. Here we go. Andy, Andy, as you say, Andy Cunstall, Ian Pullman, Stuart King, Steve Marshall, probably stand out for me, Steve Marshall, and Ricky Freeman. I thought that the first... Oh, no, did, yeah, Ricky had a with us. It's me and he was with us, wasn't he? Yeah, when we first come back, yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. And that was my five. And also, I want to throw in um, managers at you as well. If there was a manager for the whole 11, who would it be? But Stevie, give us your strikers first, mate. Well, <clears throat> Pulley is obviously the, the, the walk-in, would be in the team all day long. And I'm glad you said Ricky, because I've got Ricky Freeman, which although it's only that first season back, he started off that season, he looked really sharp to me. He looked brilliant. Didn't and he? he got injured away at Phoenix when he scored a goal and the bloke went through him and he was never the same that season. And I think that sort of hastened sort of was part of, in the end, him leaving, really. Was that the one where he, he literally looped it and drilled it at the same time? Yeah, he done... Um, it was the second one that he got injured on. Because I think, did he score two? Did he score two that day? I can't well, remember. He certainly that. scored almost like a worldie there that day. Yeah. The guy, it was um, more tapping, and the guy, he played, he, he put it away, I think, and the guy just went through him. Ref never even spoke to the defender. No. Really, it should have been a red card. It but, should have been um, a red card. Um, but that's how it goes. But yeah, in addition to those, on my little subs bench, which I think is actually not 20, it's about 30, a couple of players that I just really like. Stuart Vahid. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah lovely, yeah, yeah. lovely bloke. Just done a um, great interview with Stuart. You'll love it. You'll love it. Oh, yeah. He's a great bloke. Um, I just, as a player, I, I really liked him when he's up front. Uh, Charlie Smith for his, uh, his wholeheartedness. <laughs> so I'd have him up front. On the bench. Funny enough, I'd written down uh, Lloyd Blackman as one of my subs, and uh, which Richard mentioned, and um, I'd have Mar Marcus Elliott. Oh yeah. Although not even with us for a full season, I love Marcus Elliott. I'd great. Although we've seen him uh, a little bit, perhaps a bit older than uh, and not as as mobile. I mean, when we played away at Chalfont St Peter, he had given everything on that game. He did, didn't he? Yes. Great performance. All right, who agreed, agreed. Are you sorry? Yeah. I didn't want to stop your mid flow. You carry on. No, that's it. That'll do. Well, I thought you said you've got about 20 subs. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at them though. They're all defenders and midfielders. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> doesn't matter. Let's, let's, let's have them. I've got a few more that we've not mentioned. We could have players that didn't play many games for us but were really good. Yeah. Um, Aaron Simpson, when he yeah. was a young lad, he, he was of obvious quality. I don't know how many games he played for us, maybe 16 or so. Was that, I think that's when um, Southall was manager. Yes. Because didn't he get him as a, like, he's from Gillingham. I've got Nicky Southall written down. Good call. No, he, he was, what was he, 40 when he was played for us? He, he had obvious quality. I'll tell you a guy um, who probably only played about four, five games, and again, was in that sort of, just after Nicky Southall, Ian Cox. I saw a picture of Ian today. Because I was looking through paperwork and bits and pieces. He was joint manager, wasn't he, for a while as well? Yeah, I mean, when, when, he, he, when he played, he, he, must, he could have only been like four or five games. He saw him get, he had so much time on the ball. Oh, incredible. He'd obviously, obviously been quality, passed it to play at a higher level. But I always thought whenever I saw him is, why are you not playing yourself here more often? Because you're way above this level. Yeah, I know. But even whether he found it hard playing, I don't know. 
you know, you know, so you know the trip question on him, didn't you? Right? What's that? Only, only Whitstable player to be involved in a World Cup uh, squad. He went. Ah. He went to. Uh, he went to the World Cup finals with Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, Tobago. yeah, 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 yeah. Never got a game, but he he was actually in their squad that that got to the World Cup finals. There you go. I've got another one who we haven't. I don't think we mentioned. He's a defender, Peter Wedgworth. If you remember. Yes. Yes. He was a good player. I think he's still playing for. I don't know who he plays for now, but he was really good. Can I mention one? Go on then. So, so I don't. I want to know who paid for his shorts. I, I know you're going to say. I know you're going to say. <laughs> Come John on, John Guest. Yeah, John, John Guest. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. I, I think I think we I think the club made a loss in the kit that year with them shorts. <laughs> nice one. Terrible. Right, yeah. managers. Then who's going to manage this eleven of ours or fifteen or twenty-five? Can, well, I, can I throw in three? Go on, you go. You I'll go. go in for three. All right. For me, the most obvious one is Seeks. But, okay, we were talking about managers, weren't we? And I was just going to tell you, I've got one that I feel is going to be the be the business. I think Scott uh, deserves a shout. I think he's been a, a good servant for the club. And I've got to say that I'm very impressed with our current manager, Lloyd, although he hasn't had the benefit yet of a completely full season under his belt, uh, which is which is a shame, really. Um, he's not had any games. They've all been expunged. <laughs> yes, I know. He's, he's, he's in there with a shout and he hasn't got a record yet. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Mark Seeger. And, and to me, I think Mark Seeger's going to sway it. And I'll tell you why. There's a comment that someone made to me. There's one of the boys that played in his side. I think it was Andy Constable, actually. He said to me once, he said, we were overdone with centre-backs. They had all the youngsters. They had uh, was four of them. And he said to me, they none of them wanted to leave, although he would only ever play two. Sieg's had this knack of keeping the players within the club, instead of them getting hacked off and wanting to go elsewhere. They'd come to the, even if they weren't picked, and they knew they were going to get picked, they used to come to the games, they used yeah. to, even if they weren't on the bench. He said it was quite incredible. Uh, and for me, that's man management at its best. I think that's... um. On a, I think that's been said on two or three of the podcasts, players yeah. that played under him. I think Kevin Fuel mentioned something like that. There you, that there you go. Yeah. He had lots of, he had a lot of players. They had like 20 players and somehow he kept them all happy. Yeah. Yeah. So that is just, at, that is at the point I was just getting back into it. I think I watched one game on the first season, like four on the sec when we got second season, when we got back into the Ishmael. No, I didn't really see many games with Seager as manager. You never saw him play Which is a shame, then. really. Yeah. You never saw him play then. No, no. Oh, quality player, quality player. He was graceful. He was. He just had that. He had that presence about him. I don't know what you could, how you can describe it other than that. It was almost like give me the ball, and that's what everybody did. They gave him the ball, and then he would yeah. do something with it. That was the clever bit about it. You know that. Uh, you know that pass that uh, Gillis played. When we were up at, at uh, recently this season, the death and one four three, where was it? Oh, three bridges. Three bridges. Yeah, you know that pass that Gillis played, and he yeah. played it through, didn't he? Well, that's the sort of pass that Seeds could play, almost with his eyes closed. Really, really clever. Really. Is that, clever. Is, that is that when three bridges described it that he had lumped it forward or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Rather it. than that. Pinpoint, yeah. perfect through ball yeah, to the I guy's know. feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Well, I've had my shout. What about you, Stevie? Managers for me. Although, as I say, I didn't really see much of uh, Seager's uh, games. Obviously, from just what he achieved, he would have been in, in, in with the contention. Lloyd, again, like you say, I like Lloyd. And uh, although he's got no record because all his games are going to be expunged, I feel that he's, he's, he's good, with the, good, good with the boys, a good man manager. And I like how he plays. You've got to say, I'm going to mention this for the Oyster boys, the Wards, ignore how they left. They gave us our best ever finish in the division. And they had a good good team there. And you can't yeah. ignore that, yeah. I don't think. You can't ignore yeah. that, no. He's, he is a very underrated manager in the sense that he does rub people up the wrong way. And then that puts a like a shield over your eyes. You think you can't see all the good stuff because all you're concentrating on is what you perceive to be the negative stuff. I, I totally agree with what you're yeah. saying. Totally agree. And actually, let's just throw into this app as well that um, Danny was a big part of that. Not only Jim, Danny as well. And also with Seeks, yeah. Simon Horsley, he was a he was a wonderful number two two to Seeks. Yeah, he really was. At the time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah it really was. Yeah. Right, Richard, you. You're going to sleep. Yeah, well, you're uh, laying on bed. You've got your eyes. Uh, no, I thought yeah, yeah, <laughs> you were falling asleep. No, I was thinking, like you know, we're, we're along the number twos, and you know, different managers were different horses for courses, weren't they? I mean, like Southall took us to the you know the FA Trophy, had a good good run in that. Great I think run. he had a bit of a, a, a big. Big backroom uh, staff, Scott. You know Scott Porter. Paul, uh, you know he played a certain type of football. He had to play that football to get us to where we are in the first place. Absolutely. I don't think you can't play tippy tappy football in the uh, Kent League to get out of it. I think you got to muscle your way out of that, and and he done that. But that style of football probably don't suit the uh, Rymans. I think you need to you know play a different style. Lloyd Blackman. Now I think that he's got he's got something there. I think we're on the cusp of something really good there, and I just hope that the club. Give him a few years, like like to do with a fella in Folkestone who's been there, you know, Cudley's been there, God knows how, how many years, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Give the guy a long run, you know. Let him let him build, you know. With, with this youth setter that's coming through, who knows five or ten years time where we'll be. Totally but, agree. And then the, the, it's the real tricky one for me between who to choose between the Wards and Mark Seeger, yeah, with, with, with Simon Elsey. I mean. Going back to like um, Sieg, Sieg was a fantastic him and it was a shame. I, I know he, he jacked it in because of his family in the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, his son was very unwell, I'm, very, very unwell. Yeah, I, remember the la- I remember the last game of the season it was East Grinster. We had East Grinster at home, and I think Joe, remember rightly, Joe Brownlet. It was an open day, wasn't it? I think he let everyone in for free, didn't he, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was the last game of the season, and and that's when he he resigned, wasn't it? Just just one little vote of one little manager. He's a fantastic coach, a fantastic person, and he did for us one year. He did absolutely superb for us one year, and that was Mark Lane. Well shout. We were, yeah, good shout. Good. We were down and out one year, absolutely dead and buried, yeah, and nobody wanted the job, and they forced it on him. They said, right, you're going to have to take the job. And I can remember we went down to Bogner Regis and drew two all, I think it was down there, or we, we got a result of Bogner or somewhere, and, and he turned us around and kept us up that year, and he did a fantastic job. And it didn't quite work out. He didn't really want the job. He didn't really want the job, Tony. Really, at the end of the no, day, he did, he did take know, it. He did take it for the next season, but he didn't want it. He just wanted to no, steady the no. ship. Do you know what that season you're exactly. talking about? He won the last four games, and that's what kept us up. That was, it was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. That was it was really good. We went. Yeah. Didn't we go through a spell? That is how we stayed up. Is that we did well in the last few games? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we only came alive in February. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about skirting with the with yeah. danger. Oh my goodness! It added to the excitement. 
Yeah, I, I like I like to comment, make making a season interesting. Who wants to finish tenth? You know what I mean? Who wants to make it ever ever lively? You, know? <laughs> yeah, you tell that to the manager who's having sleepless nights. Yeah. <laughs> right, good. Well, lads, I think that's uh, been very interesting tonight. Very enjoyable. I hope everyone enjoys this. Just a bit of fun. Can I just say, Tony, just on, on a side thing, on Twitter they were doing this thing regarding what well, they're doing at the moment, and they still have an FA Cup sort of like vote thing, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Hopper right. uh, and Son FA Cup. Yep. Prior to that, they had a they had a thing about the um what they called it the nickname, didn't they? Did we get to the last eight or last sixteen, Steve? Uh, we got to the last sixteen. Yeah. Oh, what the yeah, Oyster? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So my reckoning is, we got to the last sixteen of the FA Cup yeah. in dice football. In dice football, we finished fifth. So I think if the FA look at that and take the context, I think we should get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> but on, on that note, I think we'd better finish because we really are getting into fantasy land now. Good God, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From Richard Tennant, Stevie Grounds, and myself, thank you very much, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this. It's only been a laugh. No offense meant none taken, I hope. Take care, everyone, and we'll meet you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. Cheers. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>